Hi everyone and welcome to Screams After Midnight, the horror movie podcast here in the Mailed Fuzz Podcast Network. I'm Peter Bradley and class is in session because the professor, Timmy V, is mm-hmm. here. Uh, hello, uh, Peter. It's a p- 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 pleasure uh, to be here. <laughs> Still working on that catchphrase, I see. <laughs> Alright, well this is the horror movie show here in Mailed Fuzz and every week we talk about horror movies from the past and the present. And the present, you got it. <laughs> Thank you, Tim. <laughs> and we've run a bit of a roll recently, we've got all these new newish, new to newish films to talk about because there's been quite a nice little string of releases and a lot of them have went straight to video on demand which has made our lives incredibly easy. Let me tell you, I, every day I wake up and I feel like a little boy in pajamas uh, on Christmas morning, you know what I mean? <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> what, a, what a time to be alive. <laughs> so this week, we're going to talk about Darling, which is a film which is listed as a 2015 release, although I think that's just festivals. I think it's 2016 before we get any sort of main public um, Not to be confused with Darlene, which is my mother's name. Very good. Darlene <laughs> Vargulish. Mm-hmm. It's a hell of a name. Thank you. But Darlene, directed by... <laughs> no, not Darlene. You've you put a name in my head now, Tim. I would never have said that until you brought up the name Darlene. <laughs> Darlene is directed by Mickey Keaton. Uh, and it is a very low budget film, it's shot in black and white, and interestingly also in 1.66 to 1, or at least something close to that. I don't know what the fuck that means. <laughs> Basically, Tim, on your widescreen TV, there was little black bars at the sides. I watched this on a computer. It doesn't matter, there was still have been little black <laughs> bars at the sides. Okay. <laughs> Oh god, Timmy, Timmy, Timmy. The, the, the point is, it's a very old school ratio. It, it typically was used um, in European films for a long time. Between, like, say, the... Until say? we had to come over there and save your butts in WW2 and give you good American ratios to work with. Actually, no, it was after that. <laughs> Um, before that everyone used uh, the academy ratio and then it went to widescreens and America went to 185 and 235 or 240 depending on how you want to put it in Europe went to 166 and then it kind of died out in the 80s I'd say something like that well I mean far be it for me to question the academy (laughs) 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 trying to explain aspect ratios to Timmy's one of my both favourite and frustrating pastimes. <laughs> so it's a unique little film is what I'm saying. It's got a very distinct style. It's going for a look. You know, it's very stands out in a 2016 release schedule. It's something that looks and sounds a bit different. Mm-hmm. And it's a movie about a young woman who is simply credited as Darling. I don't think we ever actually hear her name. Yeah. And she is taking a job as a caretaker to this... I think it's just a house, but it's a yeah, big house. I wasn't sure if it was a house or like a hotel at first, but I, I'm pretty sure it's just a house. Yeah, just just a sort of tall, like a New York, yeah. like expensive. Probably uptown, kind of yeah. ritzy place. Yeah, so yeah, there's like four floors to the damn thing, so it's, you know, <laughs> expensive, but yeah. 
Um, and she slowly... Well, I mean, my cat's just jumped over oh, my... Fuck. The cat jumped over the, the monitor and my camera's moved now. There you go. Sorry about that, folks. The audio listeners to, like, don't put care. In, like, I think you're trying to put in, like, special effects. <laughs> not, like... No, that, that was just my cat rampaging. And... Uh, so the film's about her losing her mind, essentially, and that's all I'll say I have here. About that, but... That's all I'll <laughs> we'll say just now. We'll, we'll keep this spoiler-free for the first little bit. I like to try and do that now, just in case, because people might watch this on YouTube or let's put on the podcast and listen to the first bit to see if it's worth. Some people out. might even listen to it in the bathtub. I actually think the best way to hear our voices, Tim, is in the bathtub. Bubble bath. Is this a new thing now with you? You're just going to stutter out the first letter of the odd word? Yeah, it usually gives me time to think of what the rest of the word's going to be. Sound <laughs> advice from uh, the professor there. Literally. So, Tim. Yes. Just in, in a word. Did you like, darling? I'm I'm really uh, this is interesting. I'm really really split on this. I'm because I I feel like I really wanted to like it more than I did. Uh, actually, I really really liked the trailer. The trailer got me uh, really excited for it, and I think this movie is completely um, style over substance. Um, so I did like the style that I think they were trying to do, but at the end of the day, there just wasn't really enough story, uh, there for me. So I don't, I don't know. Like I like, I like the kind of like the style, the tone, um, just the way it looked and was shot, but it just, I don't know, it, there was it left me with a lot of questions. I was a little angry uh, about some things. Uh, I, I guess that's the best way I can explain it, though. I want to point out that when I asked you that question, Tim, I said in a word, "Did you like this movie?" And you spent about thirty seconds. <laughs> what, what, what kind of? I, I can't think of one word that would be able to answer that question. You could have said "kinda," "kinda," would have covered that. I wanted the sense. I just wanted the sense because then I wanted to. I wanted to then say my word and then see if they, okay. they lined up. See, well, Pete, this is this is why I'm the professor. See, I'm giving you these like, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm like a textbook here. You're you know now what you're gonna do is you're gonna give me like a third grade essay, um, you know, which is good. You'll get a little gold star, but <laughs> you know when people want a thesis, when they want to, you know, they want the master, <laughs> you know. That's why they come to me. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> that's all been an interesting episode then, because I fucking love this movie. Why am I not surprised? <laughs> fucking loved it. Yeah, I had a feeling you would. I now don't get me wrong. You are right in saying it is very much style rather than substance, but I think sometimes, in certain, especially with horror movies, sometimes style is the substance. If that makes any sense. Okay, yeah. But, I can well, see where you come from. And what I mean by that is... The, the plot in this is actually quite simple. And I'm going to stay away from the plot in this spoiler-free section. But I'll... T I'll compare... I'll not compare it, but I'll use another movie. Like... Like... Take something like... Halloween, right? 
which the most film people, or the holiday? The, the film. Okay. Which most people would agree is a fantastic movie. Certainly horror fans would yeah. typically agree with that. Definitely. I also think there's a lot of substance there in the story in Halloween. It's pretty basic. It's just, yeah. you know, killer comes back to town, chops up some babysitters, girl goes on the run, and, you know, that's, that's the movie. That's the whole thing. Okay. What makes Halloween great and what gives it the substance is how suspenseful everything is and how it's all shot and told and um, and I think that's true for a lot of horror movies. Now, don't get me wrong, you get, you get some that are really inventive with the plot and, you know, what they do and all that. But I think a lot of horror movies, and a lot of good ones, are more about how it's told. Yeah. And I think I... that's I think that's the case here. For me, okay. For me, the, the way this movie was shot and told, and they really... The, the way the director plays with the pacing of the mm. editing... You know, the, the way it'll be like lots of long, drawn-out takes, which I love. I yeah. See, especially in a horror movie, if you can do it in longer takes instead of short ones, I'm instantly more on your side and willing to give you a chance with anything you're doing on that screen. Yeah. And uh, I think the, the way it plays with sound as well, with the, it'll be really quiet or it'll be one type of music and then it'll drastically change to another type of music. <laughs> Just to make yeah, unsettle you, and um, there's lots of quick cuts to like Darling just like staring at the camera, you know. And it right right away it put me in this really offbeat tone, this really offbeat world where it felt like okay, that I'm in a horror world right now. I'm not in real life. I'm in a sick, demented version of real life. Yeah. Well, there is no color, and literally because <laughs> it's black and white. But you know, yeah. um. But no, um... no, I, I definitely agree with that. I think some of my uh, issues and stuff um, coming from it, and you know, if uh, if we still use your example of like Halloween, because uh, I agree with what you said about that. Um, I feel like maybe the difference with this movie, though, is like uh, you know, I was never really confused about what was going on in Halloween. Like you know, I I know who the characters are and um yeah yeah and we'll get more into that in when we talk about the when we get into spoilers and stuff um i'll go into kind of more uh detail yeah, I mean, about don't some get me problems but don't get me wrong yeah that this is very much more art house and it's very more yeah. it's a bit more abstract and it wants to sort of keep you guessing and trying to like figure out what's going on and the the thing is like i actually do um it, it probably sounds like I don't, but I actually do like when they do leave some of it to your imagination and, you know, not everything is just kind of like, you know, th thrown up on, you know, on the screen for you. Like before, before you continue what you're about to say, I do want to say one thing. I do agree. There's one particular thing that I think should have had more of an explanation or yeah. not even an explanation. There's one thing that they didn't quite show. That I think they should have shown. Yeah. You probably know exactly what I'm talking <laughs> yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure I do. And we'll get um, to that in spoilers, but yeah. I do agree with that. If I have one complaint about the movie, honestly, that'd be my one complaint. And the thing is, uh, like, I, I think there has to be a balance, or at least for me and my taste and what I like, where uh, I do like when not everything is explained sometimes it is a little open-ended or left to your imagination but at the same time i feel like they have to give you enough nuggets to kind of 
you know, come to some type of conclusion or, you know, maybe to kind of lead you to who, you know, what they want you to think. And this, I feel like, um, didn't really have that. I feel like, you know, instead of being like, um, all right, this is what's going on and we'll kind of like do this and that to kind of give you an idea of what happened, what's happening. I feel like it was just very much like, you know, like almost it, it almost felt like a like a middle finger to the audience like you know like fuck you we're not even gonna try like to explain it like just you know you come to your own conclusion but again it's a little hard to uh i, I think guess that, i think that's a bit harsh it was a middle yeah. finger to the audience i i, I feel like the, the movie other than the one thing that i mentioned and we'll go into that in spoilers yeah. i feel like the movie is purposely playing with the idea that, you know, is is this the house? Because I mean, even the trailer mentions that the house might be haunted, and it's yeah. is it playing with that? Is that what's causing this? Is Darling just a psychopath? Yeah. Did something happen in the past? Did it not? Yeah. Like it's kind of playing with all those ideas. And I think I think the the way the movie's shot and edited kind of plays with where her mind is, or the schizophrenic nature to her mind yeah and how she's coping with things and i think i think there's maybe some clues as to whether it's one or the other yeah i mean it's also possible that i just might have not picked up on them as much as maybe it was intended um mm. so that could certainly be out there I, maybe i'm making complaints when um i just you know wasn't able to decipher it as well as i should have uh, but uh, again, though, just to uh, to kind of reiterate, um, like, um, you know, that maybe might not even be the most important thing. Again, the what really stands out is just the way it looks and was filmed and stuff, and and that was top notch. That I really oh, yeah, enjoyed. It's, it's gorgeous. The, yeah. the, there's several shots in this movie that, that you could like print out and put in the wall. You know. Oh yeah. It's very much one of those movies where a lot of the stuff is just kind of beautiful and it's um, haunting is a very good word yeah. to, <laughs> it's very apt. Yeah. to describe it. Um, and so, the um, actress, uh, the, the girl that plays Darling, um, I really liked uh, as well. She's really creepy and she had like huge eyes. Um, they played with those huge eyes. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot, a lot of those huge eyes staring me at the camera, which is... Yeah very unsettling and it's like as the movie goes on and like you know you kind of she gets like a little weirder weirder or at least you're supposed to think maybe something's going on it kind of yeah it gets more and more effective yeah she uh she, she, her, she's quite interesting throughout the movie actually because her her acting is very off kilter but again yeah. that's very intentional it's kind of like she's always kind of weird but then there's times mm. when she's just flat out like bizarre it's like those scenes when she's when she and the rare occasion she is talking to someone she feels really socially awkward yeah you uh, know, that's kind of that that's actually a good point i didn't really think about that that much but there is like um some stuff that you could use or maybe say what well, complaints about this but then once it's over and you kind of look back on it um you could also see them as being kind of like intentional um uh, like like you said, like things feeling disjointed or her feeling like a little weird. We kind of take a step back and look at the story overall, and like, oh well, yeah, that's probably intended to 
I'd be that way. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it plays to what her mindset is and what she's going through. Whilst yeah. also, like, because when she talks to people, it does feel very uncomfortable. <clears throat> and again, it it feels, in, and that certainly feels intended. Like, when she's talking to the guy in the middle yeah. of the movie, <laughs> like, the, everything about it feels really uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. Um, and it works really well in that sense. But I, I think we'll we'll wrap up the spoiler-free section, because I think we need to start getting into some details. Yeah. So... I would recommend this if you like. I would compare it to. Uh, it, it's definitely a homage to Repulsion, which is a Roman Polanski film from the sixties. Okay. Uh, also black and white. Also about a woman kind of going nuts over the course of the yeah. film. I, I thought I'd recommend that as well, actually. But uh, I would recommend this. It's definitely not a mainstream movie. It's a bit more art house. Mm. But if that's intriguing, if you love good visuals, uh, interesting editing, and stuff like that. I would recommend it. And also, it's like 75 minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's not a big, uh, you know, time sink. You can, you know, not be too mad, even if you don't like it, that you've wasted that much time. Yeah, you can watch it and still have enough time to get a tug in before bed. They should put that in the, the Blu-ray cover. <laughs> they should put that in the Blu-ray cover. Oh... <laughs> <laughs> all right um, so i will say i oh. i would also uh recommend it even though i'm a little uh more harsher towards it uh i still was glad that i enjoyed it like i didn't uh you know it, it more left me with questions and that's what kind of bothered me as opposed to it just left mm. me feeling like angrier that i wasted my time and money I, I definitely didn't feel that so it's it is definitely worth a watch but to be fair it's left you with questions that you are you want to know the answers at least that's true. Yeah, that's a very good point. You know, yeah. it's, it's not like it's left you with questions like, oh, God, it didn't make any sense. I don't care. Like, it's right, like no. you want to know the answers. Yeah. So you cared, which is, you know. Yeah, definitely. Like, the. Like, I'm trying to think of something like that I hated recent. Probably the most recent thing was like The Force. Like, that I just. I hated and. It made no been, sense, but it wasn't yeah. like, oh, I want to understand why it was like. No, no, it was just terrible. It was shoddy and horribly yeah. written. So, so go away yeah, <laughs> yeah. alright so uh, we're going to go to spoilers now so stick around if you don't care about spoilers or you've seen the movie um, otherwise uh, go see the movie and come back so yeah, yeah I, <laughs> I I I really like everything about when it, whenever it's like sort of showed a bit of plot right mm-hmm. which sounds like a weird thing to say but it is kind of that movie where when, you, when it first goes into it there's a a lot of her just exploring the house. And by the way, I loved... Yeah. See the, the door at the end of the hall? I yeah. loved how that was shot every time. And I loved... They'd obviously either really specifically look for this or just built this hall. Yeah. Because they built the walls so far in close to the door. It's really oh, unnatural yeah. and uneasy. It, it looks like really tight and yeah. narrow. It's... Claustrophobic. It's yeah. like... It's designed to feel creepy. Um, yeah. And I really like that. And even the door itself is like built on an angle like oh, compared okay. to the frame because there was light coming through the bottom that was like a like a triangle almost i didn't i didn't notice it but that that sounds cool <laughs> yeah it was it was like you, you got the frames just normal but the door itself like, on the hinges is just like slightly tilted it was, oh, interesting um <laughs> that was something i noticed as well i know I, I talk about a lot about this door but it, <laughs> the door is important a lot of thought went into this door yeah so uh, it looked good and uh, 
it immediately it's a moment of intrigue for her and for us because she can get in. Yeah, you know, um, it's like the one uh, place in the house that she can't explore. Yeah, which may even be a homage to uh, something like I, I, did Rebecca have a a door like that? I think Rebecca did Hitchcock's Rebecca. Oh, I didn't see that. Which is, which isn't obviously that similar a film, but it's uh-huh. you know it's, it's got that idea of like, oh there's that one door you can get in, so you like what the fuck is in there? Yeah. Um, but the 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 lady who owns the house or hires her is like nah, don't go in there. That must remain locked. Yeah. And this is after like oh yeah, by the way, the last caretaker jumped off the roof. Well, just you know, <laughs> FYI. So so this is what uh, kind of confused me. Um, okay. The, the big, uh, I mean, I guess the big question of the movie, and again, like you said, it's probably intentional. You're, you're probably supposed to think about it, but like, is she insane or is there like something in the house that's possessing her and driving her crazy? Well, that, well, that, that, let's talk about it and let's look at the evidence for both, right? Okay. So, any. The... There's something in the house demonic because it's implied later on that there's been satanic rituals or something that's been on in that room and she finds an upside down cross she finds an upside down cross she starts wearing um also i don't know if you noticed this but it has this this the movie has chapter names it comes up like chapter one chapter two when it got to the final chapter which was chapter six it flashed Mm -hmm. for one second like one frame two Mm -hmm. extra sixes appeared around the six Oh, okay. Did you not notice that? Uh, I I forget. I might uh, <laughs> I might have noticed and just not remembered. But uh, a, yeah. a little subtle touch. Yeah. And so there's that. There's also the voices. Yeah. The, the, over the course of the movie, there's a build up of like voices that you can tell she's hearing. Um, and the only word that I ever made out of any of these voices, because they're sort of deliberately just like multiple voices, like whispering kind of thing. Yeah. Was the word kill. Okay. The first time I ever heard the voices, I heard the word kill quite distinctly at the start of it, and then it was just all, you know, yeah, inaudible, you know, whispering. And so there's that. There's the voices. There's... the see, One of the big things that got me was just the fact that the previous caretaker also killed herself. Yeah, in the same so... way as well. To, to jump to the end of the movie, that's yeah. how the movie ends. It ends with Darling jumping off the roof. So that would suggest that this is a cyclical thing. Every time someone yeah. moves in there, the the thing in the house drives them insane, and then it ends with them committing. So it's like almost like it makes them commit a murder or yeah. do something bad, and then kill themselves. And it's like this or, cycle of this demon or whatever it is. Yeah. Or one possible theory that I was thinking about was. Uh, does the house attract psychos? Like, are these people that mm. already have it in them, and it's just something about the house that like lures them there? Well, I, that's actually an interesting theory to put on top of both of the two options. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> that, that would basically imply that they're both accurate. Yeah, um, it's like option C, all of the above. It's... Pretty much, and that's not a bad <laughs> idea. Actually, that may be yeah. right because the other side of things is that. And again, this could all be in her head. This could all be made up. And this yeah. was something that I was constantly thinking as we going in the movie. Is everything she's saying, is everything she's remembering, these quick flashes of things, are yeah. these real? These memories, these quick flashes of her screaming? I think it's her screaming, for sure, here. Yeah. And 
like and she reacts to the guy in the street and then yeah. later on we hear dialogue of uh why did you do that to me uh like implying that either he or him and a group of people either raped her or that was the only yeah. thing i could think of this like, is... the way she was speaking it sounded like rape yeah this is see this was uh another big thing thing that, that i had questions about because uh i didn't know if he specifically or this is another thing there's like there's a couple of options like it's either okay this guy did something to her and doesn't remember uh he didn't do anything to her and she's remembering someone else or making it up or uh like someone did do that to her but it's not that guy but she just like sees everybody as that you guy know, at one point i thought that was the case because she when she picked up the wallet and she looked at yeah. the name i almost thought she was having a moment of wait a minute that's not him shit <laughs> yeah that, that, that's what i was thinking too or um like let's say the the previous person uh in the house that killed themselves like maybe that person was raped by henry sullivan and like it's possessing her to go out and kill uh, mm. e either the same person or again you know just kill a random guy that they kind of take the that revenge could, on you know what i mean like that could be right and ha and i like that his reaction to her accusations as she's brutally stabbing him and we'll talk about that scene in detail yeah. later um like his his reactions are wonderfully vague like yeah. he, he doesn't say he, he, i mean he just says fuck he says like fuck you as he's yeah. getting stabbed and it's like well yeah it doesn't really that doesn't tell us if he did anything or not he's just he's reacting to the fact that he's getting stabbed yeah. <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> you know like he could be a completely normal fine guy um <laughs> that said though him saying he's one of the good guys makes me think he's not like typically when someone says i'm a good guy they're yeah. probably a bad guy <laughs> yeah especially because he, he's like yeah like you know ask my friends no come on like we'll go like my friends will tell you it's like well yeah obviously your friends are gonna back you up like mm. it just makes me feel like you have like scumbag friends that are gonna like you know cooperate your yeah, story he, even pleasing that because she, she even like calls him up on it again as she's stabbing him you know yeah. what were you hoping would happen did you want want to fuck me like yeah and it's like and she just picked him as a victim or is he the surrogate yeah. for whatever she's remembering either from her life or someone else's life yeah. or just made up visions that the demons put in her head like is that what this is or is it you know like <laughs> yeah but it's interesting there's a lot, a lot of questions yeah, so. there's, there's, yeah a lot to uh, a lot of possibilities so there's both of those sides and as you say maybe this house just attracts people who are already crazy because even at the yeah. start of the movie i got the impression she was already off like she was already a bit off killer like she's, uh, she certainly gets more crazy as the movie gets on but i didn't really feel like yeah. she was normal at the start either yeah, I mean, I, I guess I didn't really think that. Uh, I, I mean, I mean, looking back on it, I'm sure if I go back and watching it now, knowing, you know, what's going to happen, maybe I can probably see uh, some hints of it. But I guess I didn't really think about that right off the bat. I thought maybe that she was maybe a little weird or um, looked like maybe she had like some type of past that she was kind of trying to get away from or something. But... Oh, which is brought up because the 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 and again this ties into the idea that she was already already crazy is that yeah. the woman on the phone when she phones out then says oh we know about uh, your record about your history we know what you did yeah i, I really like that scene mm. 
Yeah, and even again, the way she talks in that scene is really weird. Um, yeah. And, then, and the, specifically the line, now, now I'm just going to be one of your ghost stories, it's like, oh shit, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, pretty, <laughs> that's pretty damning. Um, so, no, no, I really like that. But yeah, so we're going to go, t- go back and talk about specifics with the, the Kelly and all that, but so, once the van out there, Tim's house is done playing. Oh, I hate that van so much. <laughs> Alright. Um, so, the one complaint I had that I was alluding to earlier is that so a lot of this, this the first act, first two chapters of the movie are about her like being obsessed with this door and it kind of goes away as we you know we get to the middle of the movie and she goes out after the guy and all that mm-hmm. and at the end of the movie before she kills herself she gets in the door she opens it yeah. and looks in and she reacts by screaming and I love that the uh, we didn't hear the scream it was actually music we heard instead yeah uh, I thought it was a nice touch we don't get to see what's in the room and never mm-hmm. cut to a reverse shot, and we didn't get to see what it was. Yeah. Which I do think is a problem. Although, admittedly, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm kind of coming around to not being that bothered by it. And here's why. Mm-hmm. Because it leaves the possibility open. Because, again, we're, we're talking about what things mean and what things could be either way. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking the obvious thing that would be in that room is evidence of a demonic ritual or something, right? Yeah. That, that's, that's immediately what your mind goes to. And that would perhaps be, I don't know, like it would work thematically, it would work in story terms, but would it be uh-huh. that much satisfying. of a reveal? Yeah, would it be satisfying yeah. if it was just that? Um, so then I'm thinking, what if it's, I mean, this doesn't explain why the, the woman insisted it be locked, but yeah. what if there's nothing? What if it's just, what, that, you know? I, yeah, like that was... Like, uh, obviously they didn't show up, but I kept expecting them to turn around and just show, like, a maybe just kind of, like, a messy room. Maybe one that kind of had, like, a bunch of, like, blankets over everything. Like, no one's been in there in, like, a long, long time. And, you know, maybe just something like a storage room or something. Like, I was really expecting it. That it was just going to be, like, nothing of significance. And the reason why I say that is because, yeah, she screams. And I don't know if I can completely justify her screaming like that. Yeah. Well, maybe I can, and my possible justification would be, if it is nothing, is that this is her realising she's just fucking psycho. Yeah. Like, there isn't a demon, there isn't something making her do this, like, she's sort of, at this point, thinking there is. Because she says, they made me do it, I think, or something to that effect, on the phone. Yeah. Um. This is her realising, oh shit, I'm just crazy. Yeah. Um. I could see that. And if it's neither of those, what what could it be? What could be in there that would make her scream? Yeah. Uh, see, like my, I guess like my kind of complaint with it is that, um, I'm not necessarily like um upset that they didn't show it because uh you know again I think it's kind of cool when there is some like mystery or something sometimes you know it's like the briefcase at the end of Pulp Fiction or something. Mm. You know, I, I think it's cool when you can kind of have like theories about it, but at the same time, I just feel like, um, like you don't have to show it, but at least like maybe have something to hint at what it possibly could be. I like, I would agree that my one complaint about them not showing what's in that room is that I, it's such a pivotal part to the movie, like what the yeah. door and the obsession of what's behind it. 
that I don't think they needed to show it necessarily, but I agree that there's maybe just not enough little nuggets of hints to, so yeah. that we could... I feel like our theories on what could be in that room need a little bit more evidence and the movie should have given us that and that's really my only complaint with the movie yeah uh, exactly like and i mean maybe there is stuff there that you know we just haven't discovered yet who knows but like uh yeah i just feel like it's you know again you just have like just a little a few little bit of breadcrumbs or something that you know you can get just to be like okay i think it's this you know or oh well no i actually think it's this because of that you know or whatever but yeah it's just it's really is like completely just like you're on your own just figure it out let's jump back let's jump back to the the murder scene and the scenes that follow it because i think these are incredibly well done i love the wide shot of him sitting in the chair and we can see her mm. walking in with the knife, like from a good for a good distance. Yeah, and it's one of the things that I love in horror is you don't just always quickly reveal something; you let it build in the background, yeah. let it come to, let the viewer see it before the other characters do. I love when movies do that sometimes because it, it really is effective. Yeah, and the way she just sort of casually walks up and stabs them in the same shot it doesn't cut. It cuts after the first stab, but it doesn't cut for the first one yeah she just um, walks up and stabs him in the same shot and I, I really like that yeah i'm surprised um more people don't do stuff like this because it's so much more unsettling than like uh it, it almost feels like more real as opposed to like you know if you, you're cutting all over the place you know if the person stops and starts talking while the you know it cuts to the person looking at it and stuff it's not like that at all it's just like you know him just there and she, you know she just walking up to him just like you know, it doesn't even look like there's a ton of force into it. It's just like she just kind of, you know, like puts it right in there. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a big sharp knife. It doesn't really need that much yeah. <laughs> pressure to go in. So, um, but yeah. It, it just worked really effectively. And then when he's lying on the ground, and it's after he's done the whole speaking thing, because she stabs him a few times and he's still yeah. not dead. And then she just starts stabbing him really. And this is when it gets really frantic with editing. And this is the great thing. This is why it works is because it's been so slow paced up to that point that when she starts going really fast and it starts quickly cutting and it matches the blade movement and it looks like she's maybe stabbing him even in the face because it's going so quick. It's just like, oh man, this is brutal. (laughs) And and I'm like, oh. And I I like the the thematic touch as well that he jokes before that everyone in the city assumes you're a maniac as if he's the one that should be Oh, yeah. seen as dangerous and then of course yeah. she's she ends up and it, it, it subverts that and she's the the complete utter psycho that's going to kill him yeah. um another jolting moments uh because it, it, it happens twice because the second times after this is uh when it just cuts to her in the shower and she's naked yeah. um and it's, it's very like unsettling the day <laughs> partly because she's just staring right at the camera as if she wants to yeah. kill you but <laughs> um oh i also like the um this is, this is like a weird thing, but the the drain they had in the shower. Yeah, but was it wasn't normal. It looked kind of. It looked like it was broken. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's just something about it. There's just like a, a little off. That it was like a cool, nice touch. Uh, another bit of imagery I liked. Uh, obviously, it didn't actually happen, but when the she body. dreams that he gets back up. Yeah. I love that he had the bag in his head. I thought that was a fantastic looking image. Yeah. <laughs> it looked really, really creepy. Yeah. It almost like seemed like something like um almost kind of like from silent hill or something just kind of the way yeah. he, he's moving very like herky jerky kind of silent hill um 
Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> I, I, I just, I kind of want a serial killer now that just wears like a a black plastic bag over his head. Yeah. Kind of, kind of like how Jason's got the uh, the potato sack in mm. Friday the 13th Part 2, but just like a plastic bag. Because <laughs> it's actually really like creepy. A, it's like, you know, when you're a kid and you're playing and like uh, they warned you not to put a bag over your head. Maybe this mm. kid dies from that and comes back uh, <laughs> just as a killer. killer. Baghead. Baghead. Bagman. Yeah. Baguette. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the female spinoff, Tim. Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> just stabs but, people with a very sharp baguette bagman and baguette <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so good um, is there anything else that I want to talk about I'm trying to think if there was any little small moments because there was a lot of nice little cuts and um, the first time what? the metal music came in was really jarring yeah and it cut to like chapter five demons like uh, holy shit that was like really weird when that came in because the music had all been a very specific style up until that point mm-hmm. there was actually there was one scene as well um i can't remember if it was just before the murder or after the murder but where it almost went kind of synthy as well yeah. which again was weird because it was mostly strings with a little bit of piano um but i really liked the music actually i thought the music added a lot to the film yeah, uh, I really liked it, and I usually don't. I'm not like a big fan of metal, but I thought it was used really cool in this movie, just because it, it was so jarring from the, you know, complete like opposite of what it's been up until then. Um, let me let me ask you this: um, Do you think, or I, let me ask you, what time period do you think this took place in? Oh, the sixties. Yeah. Uh, I I just felt like the sixties to me. Okay. Where they were dressed, um, the phone that she was, you know, mm-hmm. answering. It definitely wasn't present day. This this was not twenty sixteen. Well, see, well, see. The thing is, I was thinking it kind of was present day, but I just thought like maybe it's kind of like a hipstery kind of like area of uptown New York. Because like, yeah, like the stuff she was wearing was certainly had like kind of a sixties like look to it. But I can definitely see it as being like. You know, something like a hipster might wear or something. <laughs> I don't know, but I I don't know. I kind of like that about it though that it was it kind of existed in this like, um, almost timeless kind of place. Thought, like it it didn't really specifically seem like one specific time period to me. It felt the sixties to me, partly because of the way they were dressed, partly the like the phone and mm-hmm. uh, you never see any modern technology. Also. The uh, just the way it shot, the black and white, the aspect ratio, all of it felt like it yeah. was. It, it even looked like it was made in the sixties. Mm-hmm. Uh, so credit there for for the distinct look. So, um, I would argue that it follows was a lot more what, like what you're saying, where you can't quite place the time. Yeah, it feels kind of like the eighties, but then there's this weird like e-reader that she's using at one point, and it's like, yeah, is this? present day all the tvs are crts but she's got this e-reader it's weird um and i like that about that movie uh yeah but this one felt very very 60s to me but um something about like they not like it didn't happen very often but for some reason when they went outside it didn't no it just didn't feel like the 60s new york to me but i mean they're not even really 
outside for very long. Nah, it's, and it's all close up to them just walking yeah. the street anyway. And I feel like when they showed the skyline, I mean, I, I, I don't know my New York skyline <laughs> enough to place it in time, but it yeah. felt like the 60s. Yeah. Uh, just because this is like a really weird thing to say, but I mean, this could be present day, but because the World Trade Center wasn't there and they were built in the 70s, for me that confirmed it was the 60s, even though technically, mm. I know obviously they're not <laughs> there anymore, but yeah, you know what I mean? Like, like it felt like pre that. I don't know, definitely. Yeah, I can see that. Um, and I, I don't know, like I said, I don't know New York skyline enough to recognize other buildings that would, wouldn't be there in the 60s, but are there now. Yeah. I don't know, there's just like, um, kind of like, stuff in it that i thought like i don't know the way the the old lady that owned the house or whatever like the way she talked i was kind of like oh like what time period is she from and then i was kind of like mm. oh i can see her being from something like the 60s or 70s or i don't know if she's just one of those kind of like rich manhattanites or something that just kind of you know like I, I can see someone in present day or you know in the 2000s or something like talking like that because oh, they're, they're rich and thinks that's how you're supposed to talk or something i don't know but just uh just interesting something i was thinking about hmm. of course after the titles at the end we get another scene a little epilogue scene of the next caretaker being hired oh yeah <laughs> um in the same way that darling was hired at the start of the film yeah and so that that was like another thing um too that i was thinking about like um with like the cyclical nature of the house if it you know is this uh i mean i guess obviously we don't know anything about this woman but no we don't no yeah. but the question is is she already crazy is she attracted to because she's crazy or is the house going to make her crazy yeah <laughs> so no um, i i really like this um i i, I like this a lot actually i i would this is one of the better movies I've seen this year. One tiny little complaint I have is that I thought everyone uh, was like a pretty good actor, but for some reason the cops seemed off at the end. Yeah, I, I don't know. They just they just like looked a little weird, and that they didn't fit. And then like I don't know, the one cop just had like this kind of like really weird hair and mustache. I don't know. <laughs> Um, Again, it's not a huge part yeah, of the movie. Not, yeah, but... I feel like you're right, and I, I wonder if that's just because it's such a low budget movie, and they, obviously they put a lot of effort into the main actors who are going to be there the whole yeah. time. That these small parts just kind of like okay, we need to get whoever. Just like their friends or something. Yeah, it, it probably is. I I am almost willing to bet you that the guy with the long hair is probably someone's friend. <laughs> he doesn't yeah. seem like he's a a, a proper actor. Uh, no offense to him, but he, yeah. he has that look about him. Uh, so, no, I really, really liked it. So I guess we should get to some ratings. Okay. How how many, and we didn't really mention her cutting up the body, which I thought was also really <laughs> brutally and wonderfully done. Oh, yeah. um, how many f body parts would you uh, <laughs> give this out of 10? <laughs> um, well, I, I feel like uh, I'm liking it a little more after talking about it so maybe some of the questions and stuff i had about it maybe um i just more wanted to discuss them and kind of get them 
out of my head as opposed to, you know, just uh, having them be as these kind of big blaring uh, negatives on the movie. But I don't know. I, I still can't say that I totally loved it. So I think I'm going to – originally I was thinking like maybe like a 7. Um, I think I'll bump it up to a 7.5. Um, I don't know. Maybe at some point I might watch it again though. could, you know fluctuate a little bit but for right now uh i'll go with a 7.5 for me it could grow on you yeah it could uh, repeat viewings i think could actually put this up for a lot of people after they've already seen it just because it's kind of one of those psychological movies where there is little tidbits here or there and you can notice things and yeah and like some of the some of the stuff that you brought up um might uh paint it in a little more um, a better light for me if I watch it again. I'd be like, oh yeah, now I can kind of see that or something. All right. Um, I fuck it. I'm going nine. Nine. Oh. Nine body parts out of ten. Uh, I'll let you decide which body parts missing. <laughs> I the dick. <laughs> Uh, I knew you were going to say that, <laughs> but I, yeah, I, I just loved it. I was engrossed the whole time. Like you know, it's like sometimes when I'm watching a movie at home, I'll, uh, you know, every so often I'll, I'll glance at the iPad just to see yeah. what notifications are there. I didn't do that with this. I was, I was completely locked into this movie right from the start. It grabbed my attention with its yeah, style, I mean, and. You know, I was just I was in the world for for the seventy eight minutes or whatever it was that it was on. It completely um, had me. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll agree with that. I never like felt bored at any point. Um, and sometimes I felt like I was smiling as creepily as she was in the movie <laughs> because I was really liking little touches here and there, and I was just I was intrigued the entire time. I was constantly trying, like, wrap my head around what was going on in the best way possible. Um, <laughs> so. No, I, I uh, wholeheartedly recommend it. Um, just to just one final point, and I'll mention it's not about the film itself. I am really intrigued by this director now, and mm. he did a film called Pod, which has a very low rate than IMDb. But then again, so does this. <laughs> so um, that's got the same actress in it, and it's about a like family. In like a not a ski lodge, but out, out like in the winter, a winter cabin or whatever, and it's, I think it's an intervention. But there's like it's like a a sci-fi thriller because like the like an alien pods in the woods or something like that. And I'm intrigued. Based on this, I'm I'm curious what he does with that. So yeah, that sounds interesting. So I would, this is one that's already out. Yeah, this is it's the, it's actually okay. this is 2015 as well. So he works fast. Because <laughs> uh, this this movie I did quickly read that was shot in twelve days. Okay. So, the 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 guy makes low budget, like really low budget movies. But yeah. given that this is better than like mainstream horror right now, like all the good horror movies, like even it follows, which is great, and I love yeah. it follows. Um, it's not like a mainstream big budget, you know, studio film. It's a low budget movie that's got. Funding oh yeah, here and else and everywhere. I mean, I I would say like uh, I think you know the last two years we've been getting a lot of really really uh, good horror movies, but they, they all have been really independent. I mean, it follows the yeah. witch, the invitation, like yeah, almost all of them. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, to put it in comparison, I mean, right now in theatres is a friend request, which looks like absolute garbage. <laughs> we will cover that at some point. We're not going to the cinema to see it, but when it's like, out in home release, we'll, uh, we'll brave the waters. The Forest <laughs> was a, a studio <laughs> horror film, so... And then all the indie stuff is mostly mostly tickling my fancy. It's getting that itch. Yeah. It's getting that itch. We're having a good run of it. So, yeah, that's... Uh, that's Darling. Uh, liked it a lot so uh, let us know what you thought of the film if you're on YouTube you'll go in the comments below give us your theories what do you think was in the room did you th- was it all in her head was it Satan and demons making her do this was it ghosts or was it just her being crazy let us know what you think it's an um, old Sega Dreamcast <laughs> what <laughs> I don't know what <laughs> <laughs> she just like <laughs> she she just opens the door and there's a TV with a Dreamcast hooked up playing Shed Moon. She just starts freaking out. Ah, <laughs> uh, or it's a TV and it's like, God, it's the Green Inferno just playing on a TV and she's like, uh, Oh God, no! Well, I don't blame her for doing what she did if that was the case. Shut the thought. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let us know what you think in the comments below if you're on YouTube, or you can tweet at us at mailed underscore fuzz, you can email us mailedfuzz at gmail.com um, But yeah, Tim, where can people get their uh, teachings if they want to find the <laughs> professor elsewhere? I can, uh, any social media thing is at Tim Vargulish, and uh, you can check out my comic book stuff at facebook.com slash goatmancomics Cool, cool, you can find me on social media at wibble89 Help out the show by liking, subscribing, and five-starring on iTunes, and thumbs up, and whatever else people do on any of these services where you find this show. Um, it helps us out a lot. Shares on Twitter. All that jazz. Uh, because the professor's got to eat. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, t- teacher salary is not what it used to be. So, <laughs> thanks very much for uh, being with us, guys. Keep watching scary movies. We'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.